Hi, and welcome to Good Change Conversations with myself, Christy Hunter, and Stina Smith. We're here to inspire everyday people to do good things. Good changes come in all shapes and sizes in the form of products, mindsets, routines, and more. Each episode, we're going to introduce you to small changes that will help you and the environment. We hope you take away at least one of these and change for the better. In the wise words of Elvis Presley, clean up your own backyard first, and then the world's. Focus on the small changes. Don't try to do everything perfectly. Just little bits, one step at a time. We feel so privileged, not to mention a little bit excited, to have Tonya Kaywood here with us today. We're talking to Tonya about how to be a truly positive person and how this can impact others. Now, this is a monster topic. We won't be able to cover it all, but I know Tonya will have some sound advice and takeaways to propel us down a really positive path in life. A little bit about Tonya. Tonya started out leading sports marketing with Adidas New Zealand, uh, some roles in TVNZ and a variety of projects with the Helberg Trust, A1GP World Cup of Motorsport, Home of Cycling, Avantadrome, and managing double Olympic gold medalists Caroline and Georgina Everswindell. She is a recently retired independent director of Rowing New Zealand, Allendale Lifestyle Village, Catwalk Spinal Cord Trust, along with a whole lot of others, and most recently the the first female chair in Super Rugby with the Chiefs. She manages a role with the New Zealand Olympic and High Performance Sport New Zealand's Black Gold Initiative to accelerate New Zealand sport through philanthropic funding. And along with all of this is the founder and co-owner of the company you keep, offering accelerated inside-out leadership programs. Tonya's had an outstanding career and I feel very happy to be able to communicate this on our Good Change podcast, as I think sometimes it's great to give some clarity to the person at hand on exactly what they've achieved. We don't always look back and self-assess where we've come from and what we've achieved and to voice it today will hopefully be a great reminder to Tonya, she's lived an extremely successful and fulfilling career and through highs and lows has always managed to remain positive. I've always been a real believer that people inspire people and knowing that other people have made huge shifts and changes in their lives to get where they want to be. I know that that's what inspires me when you meet incredible people who have the power to transform your life. I know that's the essence of what makes Tonya Tonya, bringing genuine gratitude and positivity into her life and everything that she does. Tonya has an unbelievable amount of personal wisdom to share with us today, and I hope that you find her as uplifting as I do. This is a perfect episode to listen after a hard day's work, when you're cooking dinner, driving home, going for a walk or a run, and I hope it'll give you a few great takeaways of how to live a more positive and rewarding life. So, Tonya, I've known you for about 20 years now. Gosh, how time flies. And I still remember that first summer we spent together. You were without a doubt the most uplifting, inspiring person I'd come across. You were driven, ambitious, and not to mention pretty smart. You built rapport really well with both men and women and just related really well to all characters in life. Can I just ask you for a minute, was this all a learnt behaviour or did you actually work through a whole bunch of personal development tools to become that way. Oh, Christy, gosh, and I mean, it's an overly generous introduction, so (laughs) thank you. You're probably quite right. You sit here and you listen to it and you think, 
oh yeah, but you know, there's been a long number of years between the start and where we are now. Is it something that I have um, developed or been born into? And when I stop and think, the truth of my answer is that actually it's a product of my environment and that has been mostly shaped by my parents. So it's just a truly can-do, get out and do your best actually. And nothing was ever um, a limiting factor. So I think I was just surrounded by that as an attitude. So a little bit like the oxygen that you breathe. The schooling environment came through Tamahiri Model Country School. Everybody just got stuck in. Everyone was equal, everybody was believed in, and you actually got support if there was something that you really wanted to do. So, big question. I think as we age and we get maybe teenage years and into your 20s, you start to get a little bit more reflective about caring about yourself, and at that stage, probably that's when your limiting beliefs start to kick in. So, so you so you mean like um, inhibitions as you get older, you, you learn a little bit more about people and environment around you, and you some sort of inhibitions is that what you mean by that yeah absolutely I think it's you get much more aware of judge of judgment and scared of what people think you don't want to stand out you want to fit in so in amongst all of that you then start and then also if you have some bad experiences in terms of if you get you know knocked back in a career or you deem to have you know felt like you failed at something that can really curb your enthusiasm or your positivity so I think hand in hand with yes having an environment that was incredibly encouraging but also then being able to do the self-work and to be able to pick yourself, dust yourself off and carry on. Yeah, and they, they say, the, the old saying, people can be like, an, you can compare yourself to an onion and can strip yourself back, oh. peel all those layers back and suddenly you're back to the base, you know, ground zero of where you started and without those inhibitions and then build yourself back up. I think that's life's work. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we put all these layers on and our society encourages and creates and moulds those layers. They want you to be somebody, you know, and we're encouraged to be somebody. We're encouraged to be all these different pieces of ourselves, but actually what's at the heart of it? And that's, I think, you know, you put all these layers on. Life's work's then probably taking all those layers back off again and getting back to that authenticity. I think some people I'm around, I've witnessed, they are just truly like that. They haven't developed all these other layers, but so many um, have. And I know I did as well. I was always, and Christy, you talk about, you know, that first summer and I think, gosh, you know, to hear you reflect on me saying I was the most positive and the most ambitious and uplifting. And I'm thinking, really? Me? Um, I didn't view myself like that. So it's really interesting to be able to have that reflected back to me. Um, was, Was some of that masking? Maybe. Maybe that was because I'd fallen into a pattern of the fact that, oh, Tonya's um, got high energy and got the enthusiasm um, and that the expectation was that I was to be ambitious and successful and so maybe I fell and you know and it's a, it's a trying to get clarity on looking back on that now did I fall into that pattern of needing to live up to that expectation as well needing to live up to being the fun person being the ambitious person and you know if I am, am honest I think I probably sat on that train for the last 20 or so years and it's a train that I've been check in and have a look at and um, making sure that I'm you know I'm in charge of where it's heading and that's particularly over the last two or three years and, and oh sorry sorry Stina I've got Stina here as well sorry I'm, I'm hogging the microphone no, was just, that was really interesting and I was just wondering those boxes that we put ourselves in maybe even at a young age that said you you put yourself in the box of having to be maybe ambitious and driven do you see those as more as self-fulfilling prophecies as well I, I think we become whatever we it is that we set our intention to be so being formed in, at that period of time to be successful successful or to be ambitious, I thought that that was what was the expectation was. That was just the environment that I'd been created into. And 
I was never I was never driven or pushed by anyone, but everybody was always encouraging and, and you get good rewards when you try hard. So I guess it a little bit comes from that you're wanting to be able to always you want to please people, you want to please yourself. So did it become self fulfilling prophecy? Yes, but at what point was I dri- driving myself perhaps too hard or beyond what the measure should be in terms of living a really balanced life and something really fulfilling? Um, you know, in the last two or three years, I've certainly asked myself about what does success look like? And it really helps when you start working in, in the development with other people, particularly around the leadership development work I'm doing. And I'm helping them to ask questions. What does success look like for you? So I had to go through that work myself first and do my own inside out, my own inside out job um, before being able to help others on that pathway. So you know, is it a self-fulfilling prophecy? Life is a self-fulfilling prophecy. So if we set our intention to be successful and ambitious, we've got to be really careful that we are defining what successful and ambitious is for us, for every single individual person. Um, because that's different for everybody. It's not it's not a linear upwards career path. It's not a home and a, and a, and a lifestyle that looks a certain way. Because of all those inputs that we get from society, it's really easy to get. It's really easy to get into that that mindset. So we've got to stop. Quite often, you know, it, it, we end up comparing ourselves to others. I think that's really uh, an important point. Living their truth and they're being far more authentic about what their idea of success looks like to them. And success to me now is around an absolute wholesome balance to bring, you know, to bring about how I feel. It's not about what I do, it's about how I feel. Um, and how I feel usually is to do with the impact that, you know, I'm, I'm able to have with and, with and for others. And what are the tools that you use? Is there a sort of like a toolbox that you use to actually, you know, look at yourself from the inside out and channel that? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Again, it's it's the tools, um, there's a suite of all sorts of different things. I think I've come from, I guess, a toolbox of goal setting and ambition and, you know, set a goal and then work backwards from there and and push yourself out of your, um, your comfort zone and say yes. So there's a lot of motivating tools. They're really helpful when they're helpful. But if you don't know where you're going, then you continue to push on that tra- on you know on that ambition um, pathway for no reason. So for me, it's about purpose. Who am I? What's my why? And what's really you know I guess going into the DNA of saying what's truly my purpose here on earth? And what when I and how do I know that? It's a big question, you know. And how do I know that? It's not about what you do, but I think it's about how you feel and how you feel when you're doing those things. So it's attunement. The tool, Christy, is attunement, I think. But then there's a whole lot of tactics that enable you to get there, and that's different for every person. So for me, I know that getting out into nature and stillness and, and open spaces creates an open mind for me. So I'll, I dive. I love going out into whether it's bush tracks or the ocean or the beach or the rivers, and just finding that space. I find that if I'm with people who are really like-minded, I can dive into these conversations and you explore things a lot more. So it's the company that you keep when you might be doing those things. And, and the paradox to that is that actually being alone and having the stillness. So having and creating the space to allow your mind to go into the inquiry of those questions. So the curiosity to ask yourself, when do I feel most alive? When are the moments that I have felt most energized or most fulfilled? And start to understand the themes of what those things are then you start to get a picture of what's my you know where where am I at my best and look I've got goosebumps going on now but starting to think about the value of these questions and goosebumps you can't you can't lie <laughs> goosebumps they're not like orgasms you can't fake them <laughs> like, <laughs> you have to um, listen to your body okay so that's attunement so listen to your mind is the mind chattering is it creating a story or are you hearing what you really truly are believing listen to your body 
Is the body giving you signals when something's really meaningful to you? For me, I know that I get, I call them thrill bumps or goosebumps. I know when something's meaningful to me and I catch that and I think, oh, why am I responding like that? Or if I get that, if you get that tight stomach, for me, it's a tight stomach feeling or a short of breath or a tight chest. I know that I'm not resonating real with something. So so for me, it's about the attunement to the curiosity, what's going on in my mind and what's going on in my body to be able to help me. I remember Stina teaching me a little tool when you feel that incredible sense of positivity and something really amazing happens. Go and stand on the lawn in a quiet place and take your little pinky and, and dig your nail into your little pinky and press it hard and remember that moment and that feeling. And then when you want to feel that feeling again in two weeks, two months, two years, press your pinky yeah, nice and it'll much. shoot you straight back. It'll straight straight back to yeah, where you want to be. What you're doing is you're you are reinforcing those um, the memories or if you like the synapses or those the pathways that are in your brain about that positive feeling. So on the flip side, I know when I feel a bit crap, <laughs> the best thing that I can do is come back to gratitude, is come back to remembering all the things that are good instead of being, if you like, in a, in a woe is me or, a, you know, um, why is this happening to me or in a victim type um, mindset is to come back to gratitude and think of all the things. We are an incredibly blessed species in New Zealand, following our own pathways, you know, our own and, and our health and well-being and our physical environment. I mean, it's amazing. So there's you just open your eyes and there's plenty to do be grateful for and Stina and I were just talking about that on the in the car on the way over you are totally 100% responsible for you so there's only one of you don't rely on anyone else to keep you happy or make you positive you go out there and you're a force to be reckoned with you're you're it yeah it's your sovereignty make your own decisions like make decisions that you know make you happy in that day you know and sometimes the hardest part is that you've got to make hard right decisions and that might be about you know the people that you're spending time time with are they actually adding to you adding value to your life or are they are they energy vampires I was just about to ask that question what do you say to those people who are mixing that they they want to go down a positive path but the environment and the people they're around are not contributing to that yeah, well, I get the hard right decisions. You got to think about the company that you keep. Um, where's it positive and where's it's being detractive? And you need to be, you know, you just talked about us being each individual person, that sovereignty. You've got to make decisions that enable you to, you know, live that full potential in your own life. Um, and that's taking an audit of where you are in your life. So you've got to have the fundamentals absolutely in place. And that is... Um, the majority of that is around your own health, health and well-being. So how are you sleeping? How are you eating? How are you exercising? Um, what are the quadrants of, if you like, your 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 heart, your mind, your spirit and your soul? You know, So how are you feeding and nurturing all of those elements to enable you to be a balanced human? And what makes up um, even in all of those spaces is the people that you're doing those things with. And you know, if we're all really honest, there's people in our lives that detract from some of that really good energy and can hold us back or because we're fearful of what judgment they might make and they're not supporting us. So it might be time, you know, have a little audit. (laughs) Um, And I think you get into your 40s and you just say to yourself, who are the people that are adding value to me? mm. And if they're not, you know, just pop them aside. And yeah, you don't need to invest. We're all so busy. It's hard to spend time with people that I really would love to spend time with and that that fuel that energy in you let alone you know making an effort or feeling feeling like I need to make an effort to spend time with other people but um you know hand on heart there's not many people like that in my life anyway I've either either done a really good job at cleaning up or 
um, you know, you, again, you create your own reality. Um, and I'm continually meeting some fascinating people who I just, you know, I love spending time with. And I think, and I also think there's the seasons. You have seasons of time when you spend and have the opportunity to have more time with people um, at certain times. So, you know, I'm coming into a whole new season in my life with my daughter now 17, so much more independent. And so many of my friends still have two or three children and so their lives are still very structured around school and and all you know all those great things that you know I've just come through being um, mum to a now 17 year old yeah so for me it's another season saying right you know who are in, in more of this sort of free time of mine how who am I spending it with and how am I spending it yeah to add value to myself and, and having some fun at Good Change Store we have designed beautiful and sustainable cloths for your home They began as a vehicle to help lead social change. We are here to inspire and help people make small changes for a better world. Start with your kitchen and clean with prettier cloths that care about your bench as well as the environment. Are there key people uh, that you could pinpoint that have had an influence on your life? I might take you right back to primary school days, I don't know. Years later, and it just springs to mind now, there was a gentleman called Ian Collier who I'd worked across um, when I was working with Adidas, and uh, he was at Telecom at the time and used to um, work cross paths quite a lot because of the work that we did across the All Blacks. And when I left Adidas, um, I was actually really exhausted, and I didn't um, at that point have another role that I was stepping into, but... um, Ian hand wrote me a handwritten card, um, and I remember now just the impact that it had on me because I had a sense of failure for not, um, I guess, taking the role to where I thought that I, 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 I visioned that I would be expected to, and to end up in a role internationally. I just didn't have that desire to be able to go and work and be placed over at Adidas um, headquarters. So I decided to leave the job leave that role and Ian sent me a, a card and it was a handwritten card and on it it said um, some people talk the talk and some people walk the talk you're walking the talk and it, I couldn't quite make sense of it at the time but um, when I've, and I spoke to him not long after and he said I'm just so proud of you and so proud of your decision to walk away from something that isn't, wasn't right for you at the time and you know your career will blossom and, and what have you which you know I had no belief in at the time um, and, and I was asked to speak somewhere a, a year or two ago and it was that question came up for me was who who has inspired me or been a moment and it made me think about you know when we see or identify someone that's either struggling or actually they've, they've just done something great and they're not seeing it let them know so it's those little moments of belief so I rang in Collier and I said I'm just sitting here preparing for this you know to speak and um, I'm talking about a moment of belief and I need to let you know that 20 something years on you were a key moment of belief for me, just that that um, handwritten card. Yeah, so, now look, and there are tons of people. I'm surrounded by people that I'm constantly inspired well, you've, by. You've done exactly what we're talking about. You've surrounded yourself with the right people to add value. And the thing is, it's all about choices. Like what you've been just talking about with Adidas, you, you go down a path, and if it's not right for you, you choose path A or you choose path B, and wherever that will take you will hopefully be the right yeah, path. Yeah, and, and, and it's, all, it's always right. You know, whatever pathway is, it's always right. But it's having the courage to make what you believe is the right decision for you at that time. Tons, what is a what does a standard day look like for you? Like in terms of, you know, do you incorporate gratitude in the mornings or meditation or? My biggest thing is to not pick up my phone and try and get through some of the emails that I can nail um, before I'm even out of bed. So um, before I touch my phone, 
I'll just bring myself into a sense of um, just really feeling in connection with myself. So it's meditation, it's mindfulness, whatever it is, it's just stillness with myself. It might be then on, on a certain day that I'll use um, an affirmation to focus on, to bring some focus into what I'm thinking about. But mostly I'm just trying to feel my body and just feel what state um, I'm, I'm in and prepare myself for that day or just just connect yeah in um in stillness in my mind and sometimes in doing that i will get a little bit of insight about um you know what's coming for the day or a little problem solution <laughs> a solution to a, to something i've been thinking about um and more recently in the last couple of years i have been working with breath work so breath work is really just an accelerated way to bring about that um, um that connectedness to and you know internally into my own body and into the clarity of my mind so it, let alone all the scientific you know I've got a phys ed background so I do love understanding why as opposed to yes it's it's um you know there's the woo woo side of it if you like um which I absolutely love the woo woo <laughs> side of it um but it's about the scientific benefits um of bringing that greater amount of oxygen into your body so the increased immunity the decreased um decreased cortisol decreased adrenaline increased serotonin oh, so I all of this <laughs> <laughs> well you know it's free it's accessible and it's all yours and funnily enough we're going to be speaking to sarah lamb uh, further down the track in our podcast uh, series from from breathwork so she has brought an excited. absolute gift to the world yeah i'm so yeah it's amazing so i've been working with sarah on some of her zoom breath sessions um it's amazing you can there's a it's like a whole new world diving in yeah so the breath work I just do in the mornings I'll do a mini session maybe um 10 minutes of um breath work and there's different modalities you can do like you know it's usually open mouth breathing to bring the oxygen in and release the toxins out of your body um maybe I'll go outside bare feet on the ground do some deep breathing that's just grounding and connecting and for the day I'll drink try and drink um, half a litre a litre of water just again it's that detoxing um, but if I don't I don't worry about it also um, amazing yeah. isn't it funny we all know what to do you it's know, easy it's, it's water water and air how easy yeah. is it but exercise yeah. for me is the key that's what makes me personally feel amazing and I have to do it in the mornings mm. I have to get up get my exercise and exercise yeah. in and uh, just get that blood circulating around the brain and the body. Yeah, and it's all of those hormones in your body, the serotonin and the um, and dopamine. You know, it's all those good things that help you, help you to have clarity in your, in your mind yeah. and feel good in your body as well. Yeah. Brilliant. So if you're talking to the audience with some takeaways, I mean, you've pretty much said it right there, uh, takeaways that they, little things that they can do to take away from today's session to make them feel more positive. Um, okay, I'd go probably... A circle of C's. So go curiosity, what's happening inside of me, and try and understand and get connected to yourself. So the curiosity, and then um, I would say the courage. The courage to make decisions that work for you. So that's sovereignty. Choosing and making decisions that honour you, not trying to please other people or be in fear of the judgement of other people. Um, and that's to do with where you spend time, what you do, what job you're in, what relationships that you're in, how you interact with those people. So the courage. Um, and then I would say the clarity. So get really clear about how what best serves you. Um, and then continue to make decisions with courage around every little thing um, that you can that honours you to, to live your most beautiful life. So that's um, the curiosity to go in, the courage to make those choices, the clarity then to continue to make those choices, and the commitment. And the commitment 
can mean then the hard work. Put your head, if there's something that you want to do, a girlfriend of mine's just decided to be a Montessori teacher at, you know, in her mid 40s. The commitment, she worked part time for a year, has got two children, two stepchildren, and studied for a year and she's just um, completed her diploma. So it's, you know, you've got to put the work in as well. But if you're putting the work in in the direction of where you know that you're going to get those, uh, the thrill bumps, let's take go it for away. the thrill bumps. <laughs> Tonya, thank you so much. This has just been so... I have actually had little shivers down my spine talking to you about some of these things. Ah, the thrill bumps. Yeah, and I will um, re-listen to this podcast over and over because I just want (laughs) to keep on capturing the little snippets that you've talked about today. I have to say that I'll listen to it myself because it might sound that I am this person that sits here with unicorns and rainbows (laughs) glowing around my head, and I'm not. I am human. And I have cloudy days and I have way more than what people would imagine them to be. But I also know that if I can get myself into a state of positivity and use the tools, and they're hardest to use when you most need them. Tonya, I'm already thinking about a second series and getting you back on board for another topic because there's just so much to talk about. But I just want to say on behalf of Good Change, thank you so much for your time today. It's been an absolute pleasure, like genuinely a pleasure. And um, my tea's gone cold because I haven't actually had an opportunity to to have a sip. (laughs) But, um, yeah, thank you. And I hope our listeners can take away some really great sound advice. Oh, well, I'm super inspired by both of you, Christy. So, yeah, keep those good change cloths coming out my way. (laughs) Thank you for listening to our Good Change Conversations. We hope you are walking away feeling excited and inspired by those doing good things. Keep coming back. We have so much more we want to tell you.